This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, I meant to do that. Or take a, uh, take a picture of the last long. We had a bunch of them. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And in the first one, he's looking for his bike. Okay. And it gets taken and whatever. He goes to Texas and everything else. Travels the whole country. Yeah. It's fantastic. Large Marge sent you. Tell well, large Marge sent you. Oh, there's like lists too. I know you are, but what am, what am I? I? Oh, that's, I don't that's make monkeys. One. I just train them. I know uh, you are, but what am I? That's my name. Thing. Don't wear it out. Yeah. Well, speaking of catchphrases, uh, someone on the ESPN NBA broadcast that has one of the most famous catchphrases uh, will likely be demoted. Yep, you heard that right. Mark Jackson, who is, of course, known for his catchphrase. Uh, Mama, there goes that man again. I mean, do we give – is that really – Yeah, that's him, dude. That's I mean, him. Is that a catchphrase? Didn't he kind of – he stopped using that, hadn't he? Like, but, I don't remember recall him – you're right, at one point it was, but I don't really re- recall him going to that here lately. Well, I think he's he ha- evolved, dumb. but he, it was his for a while. It was like, you know, like Stuart Scott had yeah, his. No, no, you know it's what I'm his. Saying? It's like, his. Uh, if there's any saying that Mark Jackson has, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, clearly that's why he's being demoted because people don't even know what he says anymore. Uh, according to the New York Post – ESPN is closing in on promoting Doris Burke to the finals, uh, hiring Doc Rivers to join her, and jettisoning Mark Jackson to the B team. This is great news. This is great news for NBA fans everywhere, Jason. That we're going to get uh, – Doc apparently used to have a voice. I did not know that. He apparently had one back in the day when he was doing some TV work. But uh, he, uh, we'll see if he has it again. But Doc and Doris – will be the new team there. Uh, and I guess Mike Breen, Doc Doris and Mike Breen. Would that be the team? There's three, right? It was Jeff, Mark, and Mike Breen. Yeah. So that would be the three. Mike Breen, So they, they Doc let Van Gundy go. Fired him. Demoted Mark. Yes, yes. Breen staying, and you're putting beside him Doris Burke and yes. Doc. And and you get potentially uh, he would uh, – uh, Mark Jackson would be uh, prepared with the great – your beloved Mark Jones would be, uh, and now that is a demotion if I've ever heard one. Now they're separating Mark and Doris. Yes. She's tired of him. Yes. I <laughs> uh, dude, it's it. Well, I, she's getting. The she promotion. has put. I'll be honest with you. And yeah, she, I feel like she's put up with him for a long time. Yeah, y'all, y'all try to sit here and act like he's. Oh, like, Mark, you're so cool. Yeah, Mark's like. When he says his little rap lines, exactly. And Doris yeah. has to. Mark, you're so hip. Mark, Mark has to, like, uh, like you know. I don't know who who wears twenty one anymore, but like if somebody wears twenty one in the finals, twenty one, can you do something for me? 
and doors like, oh, oh Mark. Yeah, like that. Say it again. That's the that's the Mark thing. That's the uh, you it know. It had gotten a little uncomfortable. So I, uh, it's just, she's getting she's getting a promotion. Good for her. Yeah, she is. I mean, that's the easy part about it. You know, like um, that it's you just say deuces. I'm going to the finals. You know, I wonder if that means. She'll I mean, work. I, I you know what? Technically, they work Do- a few Doc games. is Doc is going to be better than Mark. I'll just say it. You think so? Yes. Yes. He's done this before. No, I, I yes, don't. He's done, I, I want to say he's done I, this before. I have no issues with Mark Jackson. I I don't find him. Uh, I thought I thought he and Jeff Van Gundy had like actually a like a little uh, odd couple. They did. They did. It was, going, it was good. You know? It was yeah. good. I appreciated it. Yeah. And, but uh, it if you don't have that, what's he giving you? No, I agree. That I was mean, it. Was the back and forth between him and Van Gundy? It was right. the best part of that broadcast. You might be right. Aside from Mike Breen's call, right? And yeah. Agreed. So what he's giving you in terms of inside everything else, I'll be honest with you, I was getting more from Van Gundy, it felt like. I think Doc will be good. I agree with you. I think I, th- I think Doc will provide more yeah. than Mark. Yeah, Doc will be good. And uh, and, and I, I, I've i never understood the, ha- the hate for uh, for Doris at all. I've always thought she – I love Doris. Like, not that she ever had to prove anything to me as, as, as a viewer, but I always thought she, like, substantiated everything she said. She's She knows the game. You know, she's very smart. Um, and I find her like charming. Like I, I like her. So I've never had any kind of, uh, you know, I get, you know, there are people out there who only want their sports delivered to them by men, you know, but I've never had an issue with, uh, with Doris Burke. I think she is among the best at what she does. Um, and I, I, it's been a while since I've heard, I mean, only thing you hear doc do is interviews, you know? So, but I mean, he's been a coach of 50 different NBA teams. Nobody knows the game more than Doc. I mean, you can't, you can't, I don't know why you'd put him on the finals broadcast. He does. He does. He you know he got he won one, I guess. So you have that, but he hasn't. You're always going to get a poke. He hasn't. Uh, he hasn't been to the finals in 15 years. Yeah. So he I, I, he can talk about the 2000s. He can't talk about the 2020s. Well, yeah. You just rest assured, as his eulogy, I'll talk about all those you know game seven losses. <laughs> That's right. I'll make sure those are highlighted. <laughs> That's right. Who could forget that 50 burger that Jason Tatum nah, dropped he did on blow his blow a ass. lot of game sevens, and we got to bring that into account. But we can finally say he will do that no more. Not Doc going to be good. No more game sevens will Doc Rivers blow. Rest in peace. Yeah, I like the team. Yeah. The last time he announced was 2003-04 NBC. I remember him back in the day, day yeah. on those NBC a- NBA teams. on ABC, I should say. Yeah, sorry, ABC. Okay. Uh, and and that was when he was doing games with like Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah. He'll be good. I mean, I, I, you know, look, ESPN is, uh, and he only loses the voice when he's coaching and yelling. Yeah, right? exactly. He'll, exactly. He'll, he'll, he'll sound fine. Yeah. on these broadcasts. I mean, I, I just you know, look, I I, I uh, ESPN is 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 going a you know a specific direction, and uh, you know, I, I think it's it's fine. They ESPN, I think, uh, overthinks this stuff sometimes. I, me personally, um, but I do happen to believe that Doris is also like a great fit for the for the role too. Why would you just not let Mark go if you let Van Gundy go? Is it he's not making enough to worry about, and so you just demote him? I mean, you let Van Gundy roll. Mm-hmm. Is Mark making I bet. so little that it's nah, not? That's a, a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't know. Like, is it a is it a diversity thing? It could be. Like I think ESPN is very like conscious of that, and that's sort of what I was talking about. Like sometimes they overthink it, you know. Like, and so it's, it's clearly become something that's very important to them to be front facing on that topic. Uh-huh. Um, and so it could be as simple as, you know, we're going to change it up, but we need to keep Mark Jackson. Like for us, we need to like continue to you know be conscious of that. 
So it could be something like that. I mean, I, they 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 would never say that, you know. But I think that could have something to do with it. Because uh, you're right, like they're a team. So why one not the other? Although they kind of did. I mean, Mark Jackson could say, "I'm not doing this. I'm I'm you know, if you're gonna put me on with with uh, Mark Jones, I'm not." And that yeah. might be what they're trying to do ultimately, right? They may know, hey, he ain't gonna do this. Let's but let's put it in. Let's let him make that call. Mm-hmm. No one he. I, I don't know. We'll see. Demotions are hard. Hell, you know, that's hard to do publicly. Does Mark Jackson need the money? He probably might. I don't know. I don't know what his financial situation is. He could retire. He could go into uh, coaching somewhere. He could. I don't know. He could. He might be able to do whatever he wants. I don't know. That seems like that coaching uh, avenue has been closed off to him for the Maybe. most part. Well, well, does that B team travel more than the A team? Like, are they on more games than the A team? I mean, the A team does some games during the regular season. They don't do a sure. ton. They're not a lot of ABC, but I guess they're on ESPN when they're not. I don't know. I don't have their schedule in front of me. I just would. I, that, I would be curious. Like, is there more? Tr- you get demoted. Does that mean you have to travel more, do more games for the same money? You know, it's less uh, prime timey. I don't know. Yeah, you're just not getting the. You're just getting the B's and C options as opposed to what you were when you right. Were, that A team was getting the A games. Right. Exactly. Right. I imagine he's working about the same. Yeah. Either way, big change is on the way for. Uh, for the NBA broadcast. We'll come back, I respect burgers, disrespect dogs, and then Jason Fitz. Stick around, Jason and John, I just heard of him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports, now open with better odds and favorable prices with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jason Fitz here in about 10 minutes, but before we do, every Monday I get on the grill and I put together some burgers and I season them with respect and we hand them out. That's what we're going to do now. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. I'm getting predictable because John mentioned this earlier that he might be getting a respect burger today. We're gonna to make sure that it's for it's very specific. And that is Penny Hardaway's player acquisition skills. 
particularly in these late months. Uh, last month, he has now landed Jordan Brown, Javon Quinterly, and now Jaquan Walton. While your boy was out vacationing in California, Penny Hardaway was putting work in and landing Wichita State's leading scorer for last year. Now, and school me on this. Wasn't at one point he was committed to Alabama and then to UCF? Yes. After getting arrested during the Alabama visit or something? Anyway, yeah. he's gone through two other commitments uh, to get to Memphis since Wichita State. Doesn't matter. Here now, John and I talked about it on the phone last week when I was out in Cali. Just all the different ways you could see now uh, uh, fitting in Jaquan Walton, how the starting lineup, one that we thought, well, if you got DeAndre Williams in, this is pretty easy. You know, David David Jones at the three, Caleb Mills at the two, J- uh, Javon Quinley at the one, DeAndre Jordan Brown at the four, five. Okay, okay, done. But now with Jaquan Walton, who you could put make a starter, a sixth man, uh, easy guy at six, seven, can play the three for you. A lot of different ways you could go here. But back to Penny, he made the point uh, in talking last week. I pulled the quote. I think this is just where we are in college basketball. I never panicked talking about adding players late. It was it was looking kind of bleak to a lot of people, but me, I was just staying patient. You don't get players of this magnitude this late, but this is something we're going to be a part of the rest of my tenure here unless they change how things work in the portal. Uh, Giannato's got a column up about it, too, over at just about how Penny excels at these things, something I've continued to point out. He is the king at making adjustments, in this case a huge roster adjustment, um, from the beginning of the offseason, frankly, all the way now up to the last month or so, he's continued to flip this roster in a way that you can't do anything but uh, but hand him a respect burger. This guy goes out and gets guys who were leading scorers on their previous teams, guys who were picked the best player outside the Power Five, Jordan Brown, uh, Javon Quinley, a floor general. He's added the pieces that he needs. Now it's, uh, again, you've got the roster. Now it's up to uh, to those guys and yourself to, to get to that second weekend uh, in the NCAA tournament that Tiger fans and this program has craved and, and has eluded them now for years. But got to give uh, give Penny Hardaway credit for the player getter that he is, and particularly late. And it's not just with transfer portal guys like we're discussing here. Remember in, what was it, August a couple of years ago, it was Jalen Duran and Imani Bates. Yeah. Like the dude works, and he works all through the offseason. You can't judge a Penny Hardaway roster for the upcoming year until you're until you're at the end of the offseason because he's going he's gonna to continue to make additions. Uh, moving on, I am not much of a boxing fan anymore. Um, you know, probably the last fights I, I was buying were, were the Floyd Mayweather fights to see if he you know, would continue on his unbeaten and historic, uh, the historic record that he's got. But Terrence Crawford at this point is making history and even as me as a non-boxing fan, I wasn't tuned in, but I was aware. Even out in Cali, they were talking about, you know, we're, hey, what, what you doing for the fight tonight? Uh, Terrence Crawford took apart Errol Spence Jr. Uh, this weekend in Las Vegas. It was a ninth-round TKO, but it was an absolute beating. If you saw any of the, the pictures from it, uh, Spence Jr. was bloodied mm. just to a pulp. And Crawford... If you look at these numbers, like the total punches landed and everything else, it was not even close. The fact that that even got to nine, he was he was he was tearing into him the entire fight for the most part. And look, a total landed Crawford landed fifty percent of three hundred sixty nine uh, uh, punches thrown. It's one hundred eighty five punches. Spence only landed ninety six, so he essentially doubled up yeah, everything that Spence did. Beat down, and it was an absolute beat down that pushed Crawford's record now to forty and zero. Um, 
let's see, traveled to Scotland in 2014, won his first world title, decision over Ricky Burns at 135 pounds, went on to win the Undisputed Championship at 140, and is now the first man to capture all four belts at 147 pounds. He is, um, he is pound for pound, arguably the best. I think technically in the pound for pound rankings, uh, the ESPN some others do. He's behind Canelo, uh, and, a, and a, he's third. Uh, and Canelo Alvarez, I think, still number one. But this dude is a beast. And much like uh, Mayweather, he's got that undefeated record, 40-0 now, 31 KOs, and was just absolutely just, you know, brutalized poor Errol Spence Jr. over the weekend. Uh, he's as good as it gets in boxing. He's right there at the top. And if you want to call him pound for pound the best, I'm not going to argue with you. And then finally, I've, I've mentioned this a lot, did a Facebook post about it, but I would be remiss if I did not do it on the air, a respect burger to my pastor and his wife on 25 years of marriage that they celebrated this weekend. It's the reason we were out in California. We got a chance to make it a little bit more of a family trip, do some things itself, but that's why we were there. Did it on the boat, the mojo. I suggest if you're going to if you're going to do it up, why not do it big like that? Go go rent you a, a nice little nice size yacht. Go out and have 30 to 40 of your closest friends and uh, and celebrate. They were married as high school sweethearts out of Hamilton High School. Uh, pastor's only a couple of years younger than I am. And through 25 years, I've, I, I've, I've called them. They are, they are the oldest young couple I know. I go to them for all marital and family counseling advice, not to mention the man cuts my hair. But um, 25 years, you don't do that with a lot of, without a lot of ups and downs and a lot of struggle in that. But yet they, what, what I continue, and I told them this this weekend, they make it look easy. They make it look easy. They're, they're by, oh, by the way, they've, they've adopted three kids. Uh, they they have a uh, a, a, a a beautiful uh, daughter as well, so four kids in all, and they're raising this family up in a way that's uh, just beautiful. I can't speak highly enough of them, but to my pastor slash barber and his wife, first lady Tamika Tate, I got to give them all the respect in the world. Twenty five years and have just been a uh, they have been a a wonderful wonderful friend uh, slash uh, sort of mentors to Faith and I as well in terms of us in our 14-year uh, marriage. So, again, respect, Burger, to my to my pastor, Tracy Tate. Yeah, there's no one that g- gets a disrespect dog today that's more deserving than Aubrey Graham. I mean, who else could I give it to, bro? You have you have gotten a key to the city, and you have disrespected this, this place uh, not once but twice. We went from being the opener to just another date, and now we went from being another just another date to not having a date at all. This is no way to treat some place you have a key. This is no way to treat your home. I mean, do you just do the show if, if the place is empty? You do the show at 92.9 if you have to, bro. No. Combination. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could put him on the air. We could we could broadcast this thing. He could, he could reach the people he wants to reach. Do the show, bro. Do the show. You don't get to, you don't get to choose, Okay. If, if there's 12,000 people, there's 12,000 people. They still pay. They still want to see you, man. You know, why Why did you put the, the, the city on your tour list? You know, why are we there? Why are we, we, we have to sell out. If we don't sell out, it's like, oh, no, you know. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's, it's. Uh, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's tough to defend. I, guess. I, yeah, man, it's I, just I don't a, think you can. It's a D move, man. Anthony Sane put out a report here because I think he contacted the folks at FedEx Forum 
I'll have to look it up here, and it had some new information on this. Give me a quick second. I'm sorry to give you a, a little teaser. No, I, we, are, we are looking for more information on this. Yeah, he, he actually did some work here. Let me let me try to pull it up here. It's not on the Anthony scene. Because, I, I, look, I would assume somebody somewhere is going to say something, whether it's uh, Drake or whether it's Memphis' side of this. Like, you have to – there's got to be some kind of statement. Like, hey, uh, you, you don't just say, all right, everybody's getting a refund. It's not happened. Never happened. Never forget about it. Uh, August the 6th, you know. Yeah, I think Drake needs to explain. Yeah, why they're why he's refunding tickets. There's some discussion that it could be the configuration of the arena. Is is that like an official report, or is that like no, somebody? I'm, I'm on trying Twitter. to find. I'm trying to find what somebody's. I mean, could you not? I, I need to find it. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have even. No, it's all right. But could you not like reconfigure the arena, man? <laughs> it's I don't really know. pretty flexible, I would think. Like, and did you not know what the configuration of the arena was before you agreed to do the damn show? I mean, what are we, I think, here it I'm is. Pretty sure they had rehearsals. Anthony Sane tweeted this. I reached out to the officials with FedEx Forum about the Drake concert cancellation. Here's the statement from the show. Due to the magnitude of the production of the Drake concert, it is logistically impossible to bring the show as designed to the FedEx Forum on August the 6th. Unfortunately, the show is canceled. Refunds will be issued at this point. That is uh, straight there from his uh, his source there at FedEx Forum. I mean, dude, I just feel like that's something that you should have figured out before you committed to doing a date here, man. Like, you don't know, like, what the – I mean, how does that even – that sounds like BS to me. I'm sorry. I mean, I I know that that was said. I know that that was, like, given as a reason, but that just – that just Arena configuration issue. That does not pass the smell test to me at all. I mean, other people perform here all the – like, what are are you doing, man? Like, are you landing a freaking rocket ship inside the building? Like – well, in this case, just don't do it. Like, change that part of the show. It's not exactly like you just you you go okay. You, Understand that yeah, people still would like to see you in Memphis. Correct. Don't. You, you have a key to this place. It's supposed to mean something to you. Doesn't clearly. It, it could not be more obvious that this dude does not give a damn about Memphis. If this is true, that he would not even like he would not even adjust his show to do it here. So that goes against the ticket sale. Yeah, uh, uh, it does. Yeah, it's a configuration of show issue. According to this statement here, I just retweeted it from the 92.9 account from Anthony. Yeah, I mean, look, I just, I, I reject it. I mean, I, I reject it. I think it's crap. I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's Bush League on, the, on their part. What I, are the configuration problems at the forum is my first question. And second question is people are already asking on, on that timeline of that statement, is, is our, do we need some more renovations so we can have Drake? Yeah, maybe. Like, you know? where, is it Bridgestone that he's in for the two in Nashville? Where, yeah. Where, yeah. Okay. I mean, how, I mean, is it, uh, I think it's a similarly sized arena. It like, uh-huh. feels the same. He's not doing all of these at, in, in uh, like stadiums. Right. You know? Just one making sure. This right. is an arena tour. And not it's in the tour. round. It would seem like we've so got that's a, a That's a beef between him and FedEx Forum. Yeah, got to be. We've got a big and i got to imagine they've been over backwards for yeah. you. Yeah, we have monster truck shows there to get those big trucks in. We've done dirt. I mean, we've done a lot of uh, reconfigured shows there. I don't I don't quite understand that. Yeah, either way. Uh, there you go. Man, go to hell, Drake. Go to hell, dog. I don't mean that like, like mm. really real, but... Mm. Damn, man. I mean, you got people excited in Memphis. They got finally get a chance to see you. And you yeah, just, a couple people texting me about how disappointed they are. Football once again, man. Unbelievable. At a very sensitive time, too, in the midst of conference expansion. Well, that's all that's happening to Memphis. Here you come, and you do the same thing. No better. No better than Brett Yormark in the Big 12. Unbelievable. All right, uh, we'll come back. Jason Fitz is going to join us. I think he'll, he'd perform August 6th, right? We can get him down there. Yeah, on the fiddle. Yeah. I mean, better than nothing. He can do some Drake songs. 
so he'll join us when we get back, talk to him uh, about the NFL and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Yes, rewind 92.9 anytime. Download the Odyssey app free through the App Store and follow 92.9 FM ESPN. Every show on 92.9, every segment on 92.9, chaptered and ready to rock and roll Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Every single Monday here on the show. Follow him on Twitter at Jason Fitz. Fitz, what exactly is going through Jim Ursay's head right now? <laughs> uh, he wants to take the uh, the new title as worst owner in the NFL. Like, uh, look, the the approach is terrible. The logic is like we've talked about. I mean, I understand why guys may not want to pay. Running backs, I understand why that works in the system of it. But once you go this public with it, like, you can't take it back. Like, this is for anybody that's ever been married or in a relationship in their life. Like, if she walks in in a dress that you know doesn't make her look good, you probably still shouldn't say, wow, that makes you look fat. Like, you can't take that back. That's what Ursay is essentially, and the Colts are doing by having this so public in their conversation about whatever the leaks are for back spasms and all these things like this there's there is no win for the Colts organization in this what are they without Jonathan Taylor Fitz oh man you know the worst part about it is that not only does that hurt them I mean Taylor was down a little bit last year injury part of that but they need Jonathan Taylor if they want to best develop Anthony Richardson right right? like this that's the biggest part of this and I understand see if you're Jonathan Taylor you're looking at all these running backs not get an opportunity, and all of a sudden you say, well, trade me now. I want to get paid today. I want to get ahead of the market. I just think the other part of this that's all difficult is now Jonathan Taylor and the Colts are in a very public dispute, which actually hurts the trade value overall because teams know this, and they're going to lowball the Colts because they know that this is just a cluster you-know-what. And then in the meantime, Jonathan Taylor's sitting around saying, I want to be traded. Like, there's no win, and nobody's going to win. And the Colts take a huge step backwards because they have a quarterback that – needs to play to get better. And if he's going to play, he needs a running back. I guess in terms of the merits of it, um, you know, the the commitment to not extending him, the commitment to not, you know, giving him what he wants on on Jonathan Taylor. Like, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth with how I feel about him, but it is sort of also hard to separate him from the mess, honestly, that Indianapolis has been the last couple of years. So, like, in terms of the player himself, are you high on Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I mean, I'm very high on Jonathan Taylor. Again, last year, injury was a big part of it. But, right. uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor is, is special. But let's go down the list. I mean, of special running backs. And, you know, obviously, Saquon will be a little bit of the outlier here. But uh, as we've talked about before, Josh Jacobs, special running back. Derrick Henry last year and every year, special running back. And Jonathan Taylor, special running back. How many games did those three teams I just mentioned win, right? So, like, you can have a special running back. You ain't going to win a lot of football games. Like, it, it's just unfortunate. And we're looking at a situation where Dalvin Cook can't find a market. Like, it's just the, the, the 
Jonathan Taylor is very good. Does that mean that suddenly you win a ton of games? Nope. Like, that's the hard part about it. You mentioned Dalvin Cook, who visited the Jets over the weekend. Which team does he do more for, Fitzy, the Jets or the Dolphins? Uh, I, hmm. So I think the Dolphins need him more because a couple of things. The Dolphins didn't do a good enough job sometimes of committing to the run, so mm-hmm. I think by having him they would have to a little bit. And, B, I think you got to protect yourself a little bit when you're, when you're looking at the Tua situation. Like, you know, I understand also that there are good running backs in the room still for the Jets. So, you know, I, I like this signing for, for, the, for the Dolphins if he goes to Miami. Uh, I, I don't know that he wins a Super Bowl with Miami, but he's on a very good team. I think his argument would be take a little less, have no pressure at all, go win you a Super Bowl with the Jets, mm-hmm. and at least then you're making a decision with a, with a, with a ring on your hand. But uh, either one of them, I think he could be the extra special sauce for either one of them to make that team better than the other one we're talking about. So that's the other interesting. There's like a seesaw teeter-totter thing between these two th- teams, and I think Dalvin Cook could actually – change the weight on that. Well, speaking of the Dolphins, I I, I did a, a a video, like a betting preview video for Superbook over the weekend about the Dolphins specifically, and I I landed on my favorite bet about them being to miss the playoffs at minus 110, and like I, I, I think highly of them. Um, I question going into the season with Mostert as your starting running back because I think it just, it just creates more um, questions about like the, if, if you told me for 17 weeks everybody's in, everybody's healthy, Tua doesn't have another concussion, the running backs stay healthy, defense is good, okay, I'll buy it. But I, I just don't think you can tell me that. I don't think you can tell me that all of those things are going to uh, you know, conspire to happen, and especially in a freaking stacked AFC in a competitive division. Like, I don't think I can trust their health enough, more so than other teams, to make the playoffs. Am I, am I off base here on, on miss minus 110? No, I think here's the thing. Everything you just said is 100% right. The hard part about it is if this is the season where glory be to God suddenly to a – puts it all together, I can see the Dolphins going to the Super Bowl, Absolutely. right? Like, so it, it, that's the weirdest part of it. Like, it is, it is literally just a health issue. And the funny thing is we sit here and talk about the health issue constantly for Tua because it's his, it's his brain, right? I mean, we're looking over at, at, in Cincinnati, and at what point do we get to start to say, hey, you know, I, I know Joe Burrow is one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the NFL in the minds of most, but – also, how many years in a row is he going to have an injury that could cost him some games, right? Like, we don't have that same conversation because a calf or, you know, the freak injury of a knee, things like that, we can compartmentalize. The hardest part with the brain injury is that we just don't know, right? So, you know, in my mind, best case scenario is that Tua remains healthy, but it's not like he can push through a brain injury. You can't, you can push through a tweak. You can't push through a concussion. So I, I'm with you. I think it's so wildly boom or bust for the Dolphins this year that it either goes completely like if two is healthy, they, they're a Super Bowl caliber team. If he's not, they don't even make the playoffs, and now this whole thing is a cluster for them. Any issue, and I imagine you don't, based on what you told us last week about what you think about Sean Payton, that job he's going to do in Denver, uh, with Aaron Rodgers defending his OC, Nathaniel Hackett, who presided over what Payton called you know, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. What did you think about Aaron defending his man? I, you know, look, I think that was going to happen anywhere because it's his, it's his, you know, one of his best friends. The one thing I'm not going to buy is that people now are going to say, "Oh, look at that matchup! It's going to be so much more fired up." No, mm-hmm. I think the guys that like, I think Aaron Rodgers was already going to come in with the thunder of the gods to defend Nathaniel Hackett in that situation. I, I just don't understand the long-term win for Sean Payton in even bringing it up. Right. Like, 
There's a moment for me where we demand so much from coaches because they should know better. Like I, a, a player popping off in the mouth about another team, another player, fine. A coach doing it about a former coach for what win? Like for, for what win also in that locker room? Like maybe nobody liked Nathaniel Hackett, but if even one player in that locker room liked him, has a relationship with him, feels some kind of way about him, why, why create that unnecessary drama that didn't have to be there? So I, I don't understand it from Sean Payton, and it just to me speaks to the fact that he's coming in with the level of ego that great coaches have. But I, I just – pride's the downfall of man. I, I, I just wouldn't have done it if I was him. We're talking to Jason Fitz, joined us every single Monday here on the show. This is a narrative-focused question, but I am just – I am wondering. Um, it, it doesn't feel like – you know, when, when when Tom Brady was, you know, in the league and, and he was in his prime, it, it, we, we sort of, yeah, there might have been like a year or two of Peyton, but we mostly just went into every season just assuming the Patriots and, and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick would win the Super Bowl. It doesn't feel like we have reached that territory with Patrick Mahomes yet, and I'm wondering why we have not done that because I, I feel like you read from executives, you read from GMs, um, like he should strike fear in the hearts of everybody the same way Tom has. H- have we got there with him yet, or, or does he still have more to prove? And if so, why? No, he doesn't have anything left to prove. And by the way, I would, you know, we're all watching quarterback, right? Like the craziest thing when you sit there and watch quarterback on Netflix is just a reminder of how many close games he wins yeah. every it's amazing. stinking year. It's amazing. And it's like, you're watching it, it's like, come back, come back, come back, come back. It's over Brady esque. That's what Brady yeah. did every time. And like, and then it culminated in a Super Bowl. Like, what else can he do? It's, I don't think there's anything else that he needs to do. I just think that we're sometimes desperate to make things complicated to fill a 24-hour news cycle, right? right. But, you know, I, I think this year it's wild to me that we're not just coming in immediately saying, okay, Mahomes is a given. But the other part of it is the, the other team in this equation I think we're sleeping on this year frankly, is the Bills. Like, the Bills had a terrible year last year by all accounts. They were decimated by injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Josh Allen took a step back playing quarterback, had unnecessary turnovers in the red zone over and over again, felt like he never had a good relationship with their new offensive coordinator. All of this went wrong, and the Bills won 13 games, right? Like, that's just a reminder of how we like to take simple things and make it complicated. If we want to make the Jets the new king of the AFC East, Fine, we can give the Jets more wins. My question is, even if the Jets now turn around and sweep the Bills, where are the other four, five, six losses coming for the Bills that seem, teams seem to want to put on their plate? Like, I mean, Kansas City and Buffalo are the class of the conference. Uh, Cincinnati's in that conversation, too. It's that simple this year. I'm hearing a lot of, uh, of, of sort of analysis here as we get closer to the NFL season that, that maybe Green Bay doesn't take the step back that some of us Bears fans would, would hope that they're going to without Aaron Rodgers, you know, that, that Jordan Love can be good and that Green Bay, you know, might be a sleeper to, to win the division. What say you on what Green Bay is post Aaron Rodgers? I, look, first and foremost, if, there's, if you can't raise the glass and celebrate the demise of the Packers this year, then you should just, <laughs> like, it's unfair at this point. Uh, I'm, we're overvaluing two things in, in the Packers conversation. We're overvaluing Jordan Love uh, because – we have absolutely no proof of concept kid can play at all. Right. We just don't. And then we're overvaluing, in my opinion, head coach. You know, I mean, LaFleur, I, I know everybody's like, oh, golden child. Sure. Golden child with a league MVP. Like, so the best thing that he did was he figured out how to communicate with one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That's awesome. 
but that's not a reason that Jordan Love's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I think that the Packers are in absolute prove-it mode. And, and frankly, to me, the NFC North, if you just took the brands off of it, it's very clear that the Lions are the best team in that division. The problem is they're the Lions, so nobody wants to believe in the Lions. But uh, this is a year where I think the Bears take a step forward, the Lions take a step forward into the national consciousness of it all, and uh, by the end of the year we'll be reminded that the Vikings kind of understand that they're not going to be good, and, uh, and the, the Packers are going to learn what the rest of the NFL has felt like. Like yep. We just presumed Mac Jones and Bill Belichick were going to win. How did that work out? And why do we give more benefit of the doubt to LaFleur and Jordan Love that we gave to Belichick and Mac Jones. I, I'm with you, and especially on the setup of the division, how wide open it is. I feel like almost really, if Detroit doesn't take that step forward, Fitzy, then we start looking at Dan Campbell and saying maybe he's not the guy. Like the expectations should be that high this year for Detroit. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And there, at some point, there comes a moment where, as a coach, you're no longer just popular. Yep. You got to have a good team, yep. you know, and that's. Yep. That's the spot where Campbell is. That's the spot Vrabel's been in for a few years, right? Like, you got to have Vrabel-like years. you got to come in and get the number one seed every once in a while for people to be like, yep, I get it. That is, this is a wide-open NFC. The Lions shouldn't just win the division. They should be a, a serious playoff contender this year. You know, you mentioned it uh, about Bill Belichick, um, and I, I think that's a fascinating conversation. I just went down this rabbit hole of watching, uh, like, throwback NFL games over the weekend because I just miss it so much, and – just watching Tom Brady do the things he did consistently, as you talked about earlier, just, you know, 10-point deficits, 24-point deficits, like the magic that he worked and honestly how good he made everybody else look around him, Bill Belichick included, and now you see what life looks like for Bill after Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Now, part of this is Max probably not good, right? Like Max not the answer at quarterback, but – I'm just I'm just curious how we sort of you know how we talk about Bill Belichick how much more complicated it's gotten since Tom left. To your point, and and Mac may not be the answer. I think we all I I don't think he's the answer at all. I don't think he was the answer the day he was drafted. And the person that made the decision to draft him was Bill Belichick. So if Bill is seen differently because of the quarterback that's in the room, let's remember that's the quarterback she selected. That's all. Like that's the hardest part of all of this when it comes to Belichick is that. Uh, We have to find a way as football people, we have to find a way to credit the greatness of what somebody has done, but also then look at it and say, Hey, maybe this isn't it right now. You know, and the hardest part of it, this isn't it right now is if you see all the reports that say the fractured, the relationship is starting to get tense between Belichick and Robert Kraft. If you, if you buy that, man, at, at what point do they have to look at the organization and say, okay, is this still the right way to go? Like, it's impossible. It's, it's absolutely whatever. It's wrong to sit here and imply that Belichick's going to turn around and get fired after this year. But I do have to wonder at some point if you look around and say, man, I, like maybe we need to try something different. Like, it's not that easy for, for the Patriots, especially because I do believe that the Jets, the majority of the Jets roster, are very young. They're going to be good for a while. The Bills are going to be dominant for a while. I think the Dolphins are set to be good for a long time. Like, the Patriots could be looking at the exact opposite of what they just lived, being a third or fourth place team for the next 12 years. I, I, Belichick ain't going to live through that. Like, he's not going to keep coaching through that, right? So, you know, at some point, the, the organization is going to have to make tough decisions based on who they are today, not who they've been through the legend. Yeah, there's no uh, Victor Wimbanyama in, in that organization right now. You know, that's right. it. It's, and and uh, <laughs> there, it doesn't look like there's one on the way anytime soon. Hey, Fitz, appreciate you as always, Thank man. You, Thank you. 
Thank you, boys. Have a great week. Yep, he is Jason Fitz. Uh, joins us every single Monday here on the show. Yeah, while you were gone last week, Jason, I did I, I did fire on Patriots under seven and a half wins. Plus, okay, even money. Um, I, I think it's Always gonna be a, love rooting against the Patriots. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a rough one for him, man. I mean, in that division in the AFC, like I just think it's. Uh, I mean, you know, they might steal one from the Bills or something along the way, but I just think it's. Uh, I think it's gonna be. I mean, you look at their receiving core, man. You just you just can't believe how paltry it is. Devontae Parker and Juju <laughs> Smith Schuster. Yeah, Here, man. Here's the deal. You know, it's it's not just Belichick drafting Mac Jones and things. It's the way the poor way you've gone about developing him, or at least trying to develop him. They haven't gone out and gotten him a receiver. That's why yep. they should have got DeAndre. Yep. You haven't done enough for him to see. You know what I'm saying? You go get him, and then you don't develop him. You put Matt Patricia last year as his OC. Yep. You name it late. Like you've done such a poor job based on his stubbornness and how. My way's the right way. Exactly. You've done such a poor job of trying to develop him. You know, th- this you've you've made the problem. You've compounded the issue. No doubt about it. Do you know? I mean, they got Randy Moss for a fourth rounder, bro. I mean, that's pretty crazy to think about. I, I, they, they, their offense has just been. Ugh. Yeah, there's Pathetic. no there's yeah. no fourth round pick they can get for a guy like uh, you know Randy Moss in 20, 2023. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, like I just feel like you know Bel- Belichick has this just default setting that I can give my quarterback exactly. who's a professional any receiving core because Tom because of Tom yeah like he made so much with less but like no that's not the way it works man I mean, Tom is one of one I mean I, like you just can't believe some of the guys he was throwing to like I just watched this uh, you know this Manning Brady ba- battle in like week seven of the 2007 season or whatever. Yep. And it's like he's got Ken Burrell Tompkins out there. He's yeah. got, you know, Amendola. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, this is ridiculous, mm-hmm. the, the stuff he had and that he was amazing with. Yeah, he Tom Brady built different. Uh, shocker. We'll come back. Jason and John, already turn FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports, now open with better odds and favorable prices. With Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM, ESPN. Yeah. All right. Always new women gotta keep a balance. The girl of your dreams to me. McCullough Roofing and Renovations is the man for your job. Listen, we know that storms have wreaked havoc on the city of Memphis over the last couple of weeks. And if that means your roof has been a victim of that, and you're fighting with your insurance company, and maybe they're only saying, we'll repair it, we're not going to replace it, which you know is just going to lead to more problems down the line, call Chris. He will fight for you. He knows how to get the job done. 487-7096. He'll come out. He'll see what's going on. He'll put you in the right direction. That's what he does all the time. Macaulay Roofing and Renovations. Uh, it's not just roofing. Also specialize in roofing, obviously, but also specialize in siding. If you've got some siding issues from these recent storms, window replacement, gutter installation, and more. They'll handle remodels as well. John said the most important thing, lock in that number, 901-487-7096. can be as small as a missing shingle. They'll handle that as well. And as John said, he'll fight for you with that insurance company. Check out the work. At MacaulayRoofingLLC.com. Again, 901-487-7096. It's Macaulay Roofing and Renovations. All right, so uh, more information is coming out specifically about the uh, Champagne Poppy concert that was canceled here uh, in Memphis at FedEx Forum. supposed to be this week um, that uh, Drake um, 
they cited logistical issues, according to Anthony saying that there were uh, talks of, you know, not having enough room for certain things and, and uh, ultimately the production, not as, as the statement said, right, uh, not, uh, you know, not having enough of what you need. So also Drake rescheduled a Milwaukee concert uh, from August 4th uh, to, uh, excuse me, to August 4th uh, from, I guess, tomorrow. So he moved that back, and I guess that's part of it to these things are connected. Anyway, I uh, guess there wasn't enough room or again i don't know but that seems to be what drake is saying you buying that if they had a rehearsal like it, so many others are saying that giannato just put a whole column on it and i haven't read it yet but i think it's got a lot of detail in it yeah i don't, I don't you know i'd be interested to hear if we get a drake side to this mm-hmm. i'm sure at some point he's gonna feel uh compelled to do so if this gets out it feels like it's about to Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a bad look for him, and if you're only getting one side of it, why would he not respond? Right. Like, there's got to be some kind of, uh, there's got to be, you know. Especially if rehearsals were held. Drake's statement uh, given to FedEx Forum, due to the magnitude of the production of the Drake concert, it is logistically impossible to bring the show as designed to FedEx Forum on August 6th. Unfortunately, the show is canceled. Boom. Just That's, that's FedEx Forum's statement. Yeah. No, that's, uh, no, no, no. That's from Drake's representatives given to FedEx for Well, that was, that's been out for a while. That's been, that was, that's been out for the last hour or so. Well, that's pretty cut and dry then. Yeah, that's, you know, again, that's what they're saying. They're saying it's coming from the show, but, you know, what, what, it, what it clearly does not seem to be is a ticket issue. So a ticket, no, a ticket sales right. issue. Yeah. But I, I also go back to the fact that, you know, you knew about the size of the form. You knew about the limitations of the form when you committed to doing the show in Memphis. So what's different? What changed? I mean, Drake's performed in FedEx form before, has that's he not? Mm-hmm. So. Why, why commit to the date in the, sh- in the city if you had concerns about the, the place being big enough? Like, that seems ass-backwards, right? And especially choose it to be the opener for your show. Let's not forget that. Yeah. It was supposed to be the opening date on the show. You didn't know it was going to be big enough? You didn't? Yeah, qu- like, I don't know. Doesn't add up, brother. Doesn't add up. Yeah, it does seem like there's some info missing. And, and look, like, we're probably never going to get the true truth on the record, you know? Um, because nobody wants to like piss the other off uh, publicly, but uh, something's something is a, is a miss here in terms of just oh it's not you know logistically impossible dude you knew that and you would have known that before you even said you were coming to Memphis uh, and before you you know all of those things so I don't know either way we can put it to bed no Drake at FedEx form it's gonna do it for us today on the show thanks to Jason Fitz for hopping on and bringing down some NFL Giannato and Jeffrey. We'll have uh, the latest for you on the Drake situation if there's anything else that comes out next. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. Get in with Gabe. Now, I grew up in the football community, and I'm going to say this. If you're holding together any form of hazing and allowing it to persist, grow the hell up. Right now. Do it now. Stop making excuses. Stop talking about how folks are easily offended and soft these days. Stop talking about cancel culture and woke culture. Grow the hell up. It's not that complicated. And, And here's the thing. Like, more so, like, this is what I've learned through all these processes when it comes to hazing and uh, coaches getting ousted for things that they say they don't know about. If we've learned anything from this situation and others, it's less about the morons, the absolute morons, who perform these actions, and it's more about the people who stand idly by and allow bad behavior to go unchecked. So freaking check it. That's the only way it's going to get better. We can get better little by little. We don't have to say that's always how it's been. It's just a frustrating thing for me. 
having been in the football community for so long, to see people just sort of allow it to go unchecked and, and let it be because that's always how it's been. It's the Gabe Kuhn Show, weekdays from 4 p.m. till 7 p.m., 92.9 FM ESPN. It's the Jeff Calkins Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. till 11 a.m. Quinterly 25, Mills 23, and Jones 22. Their average age would be... North of 24. That's how you do it, man, isn't it? Hey, we're all 25, 30 years old, and we're going to beat your ass. 92.9 FM ESPN. The Gabe Kuhn Show. Weekdays 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. What I really came to talk about, money Bates. 16.8 points per game in Summer League after being drafted 49th overall by the Cavs. 19 points in the final. Uh, in the semifinal game, he went 4 for 5 from 3. It is staggering. Even against the best teams in Summer League, he performed at a high level, Connor. I think the NBA and the style of play in the NBA is built better for him long-term than anything he did in college. It's the Gabe Kuhn Show, weekdays from 4 p.m. till 7 p.m., 92.9 FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 